the goal here isn't to pay everybody the same. It's to remove pay differences that are based on discrimination. So you need to be able to describe to employees why there are differences in pay and why they're not related to discrimination. Welcome back to part two of this special podcast on the impact of new pay transparency legislation for employers across British Columbia. In this episode, our KPMG pay equity leaders will cover how to sustain an equitable approach to your organization's compensation and total reward structure and what adjustments this will require within your HR processes. When you think about what you need to disclose, you have to think back to what are the decisions that went into pay? What do we now feel we need to disclose to employees now that they have this pay information that we may never have told them in the past? Or we don't have a way to describe what we've done in the past because we've just done it and we don't have yeah. a system around that. So I think that is where really thinking about communication and what you will say to employees starts to make you think more about the layers involved in in what your processes are and how you'll explain it. Yeah. And the question about having a committee to talk about pay, I think, again, not required by the legislation, but something to think about because you'll want that two-way feedback. What is it that employees are asking about? So it's not a buzz in the hallway, but it's something you can address head on, looking at why you have pay differences and not making assumptions that they're based on discrimination, for example, but being able to have the buy-in from employees to understand why there would be differences based on skill, based on location, other factors that are important to the organization and how they pay. So that communication piece, I think, is going to be really critical. Yeah, I agree, absolutely. And you know, it'll be interesting to see what organizations do who have a workforce that's across Canada, including in British Columbia. So if they have employees here in BC and have to disclose those wages, what is their decision going to be around disclosing wages across the rest of the organization, even in provinces that don't have pay transparency legislation right now? So that's really a strategic decision that they have to think about and consider. Do they want to just introduce pay transparency across the entire workforce? And that's something that you know, has to be considered and can be done within, you know, within the work of a committee for sure. When I think, Wendy, about what to communicate or what to talk to employees about and, and really what pay transparency is, is disclosing, it's not just wages that employees are going to care about. There's other parts of their compensation like incentives or benefits that are going to create their total rewards package. What information would you share and why? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And companies are moving more towards a total rewards philosophy, like we call it, where it's not just looking at wages, but it's also considering elements of variable compensation and incentives and benefits that employees are receiving as part of their overall package. So just to be clear, pay transparency legislation in BC does not require disclosing incentives and benefit information. It's really looking at wages. But what happens if you have an employee group that is receiving certain benefits that is 
different from another employee group in the organization. And that could be a significant issue that will surface during your analysis and during your review for pay transparency. Companies may want to start thinking about if and how they will communicate out information that's not just about wages. So it is, it's certainly a strategic conversation about, well, how much do we want to share outside of just wage information? Because, you know, as we talked about, compensation data is, is, can be highly confidential in, in some organizations that have that culture, and it certainly can be sensitive information as well. So we've talked about concepts Generally speaking, we've talked about communication, what you would disclose, who you would involve in those communications. Just pivoting a bit to think about what changes will the workplace need to make? How, when I think about this, I think, how do you sustain an equitable approach to compensation or total rewards? Do you have any tips or recommendations on that? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the opportunities to have a more equitable compensation approach and practices involve establishing salary bans or putting into place a formal compensation structure. So compensation structure, I call it like the great equalizer, right? So it really involves establishing salary bans, looking at market rate and also job evaluation. So having a methodology for evaluating your jobs and determining whether or not or how much you want to communicate out those salary bans. So really, uh, salary bans put an emphasis on promotion of employees. And when an employee is promoted, that is their opportunity to move into the next salary band and to make a career move, not just to have, you know, to impress your manager during that one time and then to get a, a spot increase at that, at that time. But what this means for HR specifically is that these compensation practices have to be formalized and they have to be documented. Uh, So that involves compensation decisions. It also involves your performance management. And performance management is, you know, a topic that is... um, It's difficult in organizations, it's difficult for managers, it's difficult for employees, but really it becomes very important in formalizing your compensation and and making sure that there's an equitable approach to compensation. It becomes quite critical. And there's also an impact on your recruitment and your retention strategies as well and ensuring that while you're going through your recruitment process, you're doing so in a way that does not introduce bias and does not introduce any um, systemic discrimination. So there's certainly a lot of preparatory work that can be done by organizations before actually going through the compliance exercise of pay transparency and pay equity and having formal compensation uh, structures and processes is definitely one of them. That makes sense because the the goal here isn't to pay everybody the same. It's to remove pay differences that are based on discrimination. So you need to be able to describe to employees why there are differences in pay and why they're not related to discrimination. And that involves taking a close look at your performance management, at your promotions process. 
So the great news for employers right now is they have new legislation, they're going to have to change their culture, and they're going to have to change all of their HR processes to really get this right. If I'm on an HR team right now, I might be looking for another line of work. But (laughs) is there anything that you would suggest to try to make this easier for employers as they... Yeah, definitely. I know it seems like a lot. You know, there's new legislation that's being introduced. And like you said, it falls on the shoulders of HR to take on a lot of this work. But certainly, this is a a data-driven process. And the legislation is quite prescriptive in what type of data you have to collect. So companies can start by determining what data do they actually have to collect? Is it through self-identification surveys? Is it pay-related data? So, and, and it's usually coming from many different systems within the organization. So they can start to think about, okay, who needs to be involved? What stakeholders do I need to identify, to collect the data, to do the analysis? And are there tools and technologies that are at my disposal or at my team's disposal to make this process easier, faster, and more reliable on everyone. So certainly, you know, there's there's tools, there's technologies that are out there that are available for companies to tap into to make it a lot more of an efficient process. Yeah, so take it one step at a time. Look yeah. at your data. What do you need to disclose? Comply with the act. Then take the next step to say, how do we respond and react to what employees think instead of trying to solve all of these problems all at once? Exactly, exactly. A step-by-step approach is really you know, one that, that works well and that's recommended. 